Listen, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about this the next four or five weeks. We're going to go over some things. You know, you need to hear it again and again and again. And, and uh, there's a couple of people over here that need them. They're over there. Glory be to God. So faith, you need to find out if you have it. You need to know it. Faith. No, a lot of people go, well, what faith are you? Well, I'm Baptist. What faith are you? I'm Presbyterian. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the God kind of faith. Jesus said, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith in Mark 11. And you have faith. Say, I got faith. Just like you have joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering, faithfulness is in the fruit of the Spirit. How about uh, the gifts of the Spirit? What are the gifts of the Spirit? Wisdom and knowledge and miracles and healings. And it says faith, supernatural faith. We just sang about needing supernatural faith. And that God supplies supernatural faith when you need it. But you're not going to get it if you're not in agreement with God. You got to understand that the Word of God is true. Every story in it is real. And every story in it is an example for you. And I'm going to talk about some of them crazy stories today a little bit. But you got to have the faith to receive that and say, you know what? God can work this out. As I've been in situations where I needed God work something out. And he worked it out. I'm sweating and fretting and crying and ah. And I'm just keep, but I'm keep pressing into God. I keep walking with God and all this weight I feel on me. And I'm calling to God and all of a sudden he speaks to me. Just, just worship me. I'm going to take care of this. And he takes care of it. You have to have your faith encouraged. You can't say, well, I believe God, you know, back in 1923 and God moved for me, but it's been rough ever since. Every day to stir up your faith. Every day. You have natural faith. You use it all the time. Every time you walk up to a switch on the wall and flip it, you're shocked if the lights don't come on. What? You're shocked. How come we're not shocked when God doesn't move when we pray? We're supposed to believe God's going to take care of this, and I am not going to be shocked. I'm not going to be moved. I've asked, and I will receive. You can't pray to change me, and I can't pray to change you, but I can pray to God to change you. See, that's the difference. You can't, God's not going to change you unless you're willing. He gave you a will. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. So let's say that. I'm made like God. I'm to operate by faith. God operated by faith when he created the earth. I'm just like God. Oh, boy. Y'all feel the weight of that, anybody? Well, I don't even know what you're talking about, Pastor. That's why we're teaching faith. So let's look at our scriptures. Hebrews 11. The video play to Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter. But in Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. So therefore, we all need faith to please God. I want to please him. I want him to say, well done, son. Come on. When your kids do something good, they come in that report card and, and they got all C's and you know that's a miracle. You know what? You're excited. I'm talking about my brother, not none of y'all's kids. 
But my point is, when you're proud of your children and how awesome they are, God wants, wants to be proud of you that way and how awesome you are. And to live by faith, to believe God, to supernaturally do things, to have a supernatural impartation of passion for God, to do kingdom business. Because that's what this is all about. It's about building the kingdom, not building our pocketbook or walking in strength and, and power for our glory. It's for Him. And so let me finish it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And people, man, they hammer this faith message I'm about to preach. But listen to it. That just, the Word of God just said God wants to reward you. My daughter came in, she practiced ball every day, and they gave her the day off, and she just like, she cleaned the room, washing clothes, she cleaned the whole house. I come in like, what is this? She goes, well, I, I, you know, she's used to running, working, and doing, she goes, I just cleaned the house. I said, what can I reward you with? What can I give you? Ah, let me bless you. That's what God just said. When you live by faith, He wants to reward you. Can you receive a reward? Okay, there's five of us. Can you receive a reward? See, that's the problem. We don't know who we are and that it's rightfully ours. Are you a child of God, Christian? Then act like it. You get to sit at the table. You get to come in the house. You got a key to the house. It belongs to you. But I'm just not talking about in the sweet by and by. I'm talking about right now. Jesus walked through the earth. Don't you think Jesus was a success? Don't you know Jesus had hard times? Don't you know he got hungry? Don't you know he got sleepy? It means he got tired. You're going to be tired. You're going to be hungry. And you're going to have things come against you. But we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And our testimony shouldn't be, well, it sure is hard out here. That's not the testimony he's talking about. Let me get into the word. Number one, faith hears the spirit and the word. We'll talk about in the next two or three weeks. You don't need to miss. You need to get a hold of these things because the word of God, oh, God's spirit is on his word. This book is just not a book like like, like Ivanhoe or Moby Dick or Superman cartoon or Batman. This is the Word of God. And it's alive and living because the Holy Spirit's on it. And it's still, still. Somebody texted me yesterday said, man, I'm reading Romans. And it's, it's for today. And I said, the whole Word of God's for today. Amen. And we, we have to live by faith and walk by faith and to know. And so let's look. Uh, Romans, so... Faith hears. We got, I'm just going to lay a little foundation, but we're going to do it every, every Sunday for the next four or five days or five Sundays that we need to know that we have faith. And how do you get faith? The Bible says you can have strong faith, but it also says you can have weak faith. It says you can have great faith, but it also says you can have shipwreck faith. What is shipwreck faith? Everything's going good. Glory to God. And all of a sudden something bad happens. You're like, oh, I might as well quit. Quit God and everything. I'm not even going to work tomorrow. Shipwreck faith. Weak faith. How about fake faith? Fain. Fake. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. And then, you, you know, they don't have anything. They just talk the talk. 
but they can't walk the walk. We need to walk it out. And, and we'll get to this, but you got to have proof. Man, I can go back. I'm, what I'm preaching today, i got proof. I've stood in the gap. I believe God and things came to pass. Yes, I have had failures, but that is not final. I said that about the Spirit. Failure's not final. I'm getting up, I'm keep going. I'm still going to love God. I'm still going to serve God. I don't care what the devil's doing. So Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. Has anybody ever had spaghetti? Okay, Are you, would you ever eat spaghetti again? You hear the Word of God and faith comes. You hear the Word of God and faith comes. You hear the Word of God just like you eat spaghetti and hunger leaves. Yeah, faith comes by receiving the Word of God. And so let's hear the Word of God today. Y'all ready to hear? In Romans 10, 14, it, it tells you that you need to be hearing somebody uh, speak to you faith. Uh, it says, how shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him on whom they have not heard? We got to hear. We got to hear faith. We got to believe God. We got to hear what God's got to say. We need to know what God's got to say and not what Fox News has to say or NBC, ABC, CBS, E-I-G-I-E-I-E-I-O. All of that is the world system. And we're kind of dealing, we'll dabble with this some more, but the world will tell you one thing and he'll take, it'll take all the hope out of you. It'll take all the faith out of you. It'll make you talk negative. I've been caught up in that. And so, so how, how, whom they have not heard, how shall they hear without a preacher? Say, I'm a preacher. Don't point at me. I'm not the only preacher in the room. Every one of us will be preaching the Word of God to ourselves. David said, I encourage myself in the Lord. We need to say, I'm a child of God. I believe in Jesus. I have accepted Jesus. I'm a child of God. Shoot, I'm like God now. I, I got a place at the table. I get to eat with God, walk with God. He's my father. I get to ask him for things. I always use an example of my mother. My, my, my mama hadn't seen me in a while. She wants to fix me a big meal she wants to do for me. But after I'm there a day or so, hey, mom, you got any cereal? She goes, yep, the milk's in the refrigerator and the cereal's on the cabinet. Go get it. That's why God's wanting us to grow up and say, go get it. Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. He's wanting us to bring heaven to earth. He said, pray this way. This is, he's not saying this is what I'm going to do. He said, you pray and believe, have faith that you can call heaven to earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. But we look and look with our natural eyes and we see lack and we see trouble and we don't call the kingdom, we don't call the will. Well, it looks bad out there. Well, it's getting worse and worse. I hope Jesus takes us out before it gets real ugly. Before they close all the Walmarts, because I really trust in Walmart. I need Walmart to have my toilet paper. Anybody other than me, you know what? You're like, when, what are we going to do? We ain't got toilet paper. We got to get, break out a Sears and Roebuck catalog. I, I'm serious, but you know how many people were distraught? Because Walmart's their source. God is our source. 
I'm reminding you that God is our source. He is the one. He's the giver of life, not your job. You don't work. Man, when I worked for Motorola, I didn't work for them. I worked for God. God was my source, my strength, my wisdom, my help, and he, he used them to pay me the money that I needed to pay my bills. I said it last Sunday. Let me say it one more time. Everything we do in life is spiritual. I don't care if you raise corn, cotton, peas. It's spiritual. I don't care if you sell widgets at the grocery store or if you set up a firecracker shop. It's spiritual. You're representing the kingdom of God. Wherever you go and whatever you do, whatever place you work, how you lead your family, how you walk, it's spiritual. The, the Jewish people believed everything they did was spiritual. We need to believe everything we do is spiritual. Well, I don't have a good job like Brother Tim over there. He's got a real, I'm, I'm just trying to just, you know, I'm just go to work and do my, come home, watch TV and go to bed. When, 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 no, 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 no. We represent the kingdom of God wherever we go, whatever station in life. Doesn't matter how much money you make. And God wants you to make money. Get that poverty out of your mind. Man, that's dark ages stuff. You don't swear to poverty. You swear to, to the blessing. God wants you blessed. And it doesn't mean he'll make you a millionaire, but he, you will be blessed. You'll have, being blessed is mean have more than enough. Why am I teaching faith? So, so you need faith for your finances. You need faith for your health. You need faith for your children. You need faith for your life. You need faith in every area you walk in. Because here's the thing. You can't call the kingdom down if you're worried about not paying your bills. I've been there. I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know what we got. Oh, we got to pay our bills. Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When God set me down and said, you need to start looking at the word, I'll supply your need. So I, I, I sat there and cried. Lord, help me. Show me, teach me, help me. Because I'm broke. I'm so broke. I couldn't pay attention, as they say. Day late and a dollar short. Quit saying that stuff about yourself. He said, can you believe me? I said, I want to believe you. I want to believe you. Because here's the thing. If, if I want to help the church, if I want to help people, I got to have some goods to be able to help somebody. I can't go if I'm sick. I can't go if I have no gas money. I can't go. And there's people in here called to go. And there's people in here called to make money to send them. That's why you got to have more than enough because, man, hey, I want to help them go. I want to build the kingdom in Africa. We got somebody who wants to go to Africa. We, we've been there several times. We got people that we've sent people to South America, Mexico, uh, I mean, New Mexico. We've sent people to a, uh, India, all over the world. We sent them, they didn't have the money. But that's why you give. We're blessed because you're blessed enough to give. If you can't give, you got to build your faith in that area. When I started believing, we got, we got a phone call one day. And the lady said, Lisa, if you fill out the paperwork, we got a full scholarship. It was her last year. And I had money saved. And I paid for her school. And I worked to put her through school. I, you know, the things that I did and I'd save money and what... You know, back then, $10,000 was as good as 50. Making $10 an hour is as good as 25 or 30. I'm old, okay? And so the thing about it is, God started to provide. Then I learned that, you know what? I can pray for the sick. 
First people I prayed for were sick were my children. I have a heart for my kids to be well, and I'm going to lay hands on them. I'm, I'm talking about using our faith, and I, I'm trying to get through this. I'm, you can tell I'm a little bit excited about it, but uh, uh, John 10, 27 said, My sheep know my voice. It's not in your notes if you want to write that down. But, but we have got to have faith, and we need to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. And I'm going to push you a little bit. Okay, I always do. But in Hebrews eleven eight, 8, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he would receive an inheritance. You know, God told Abraham, I'm your reward. Because he's like, Abraham, like, I, I, I'm leaving my family business. I mean, him and his dad made moon gods, and they were making pretty good money. We don't know these stories. You ever think about that? They lived in Ur. Ur. Did you know that they dug up that city? They had running water. We think about, well, we got to go to the creek. And, you know, they had running water run through the city. It's cool. We just think, that oh, they lived, you know, just walked in sandals and dirt and didn't have anything. They had stuff. Because the same people back then are the same people as today. They, they were made like God. They were made in the image of God, and they began to create out of need. Here's a secret to business. Are you ready? Find a need and fill it. You'll make money, and God wants you to do that. There's some creativeness in here, and an inventive. You be, you be inventive. That's what I said. Take that. You have an idea. Take it off the shelf. Speak to it. Ideal. Lord, Lord, give me the wisdom how to make this ideal come to pass. Well, I need finances. I'm just rambling here, but hear me. God will give you finances. He'll set somebody up. Hey, I believe in you. You got to believe in yourself first. Well, y'all quiet today. Now, Abraham, when he was called, hey, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. There he is. I'm I, I, looking for him. I saw him at one point. He called Abraham. Is God calling you? Are you listening? Are you asking him to speak to you? How about Samuel as a little boy? The Lord said, spoke to him. He got up and ran in there and talked to Eli. And Eli said, boy, I'm going to tear you up. You come back in here three times. And Eli finally woke up and said, you know what? It may be the Lord speaking to you and say, Lord, here am I. Your servant here. Can y'all say that with me? Say, Lord, I'm willing to hear. I say, I'm willing to hear. It's not about ability. It's about willingness. It's not, y'all, I've met some people that was, uh, they weren't the sharpest tool in the shed, but they ran a business. They owned a business. How did you get here? It was God. And they'll tell you. It's not about ability. It's about willingness and faith. And say, you, I've got faith, so I need willingness. Number two, this is the gist of the whole sermon. All right? If you don't hear anything else, listen to this number two right here. Number two, faith sees with the eyes of Jesus. I read this, and the whole sermon downloaded in me when I read these scriptures right here, and this shook me because I haven't been doing this. Okay, y'all ready? In John 6, 5, And Jesus lifted his eyes and saw a great multitude coming toward him. And he said to Philip, 
Where should we buy bread for these that they may eat? In verse 6, but this he said to test him. Didn't test him with evil. You know, I love talking to kids because I ask them questions and make them think. And I love their answers. Man, they, a lot of kids have a lot of wisdom. And you ask them, Jesus is asking him a question to stir him up, to make him change his thinking. And the whole sermon today is about you changing your thinking. You hearing what God hears, seeing what God sees, saying what God says, smelling what God smells, touching the way God touches. And listen to what Uncle Philip said. Philip answered and said, 200 denarii. That's half a year's wages. However much you make a year. Half a year's wages. Worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, Well, here's a kid right here with five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? And I thought about Philip. What do you see? What do I see? You know, the last two and a half years have been pretty rough for the church, for the community, for our country, for the world. And a half, two and a half years, just a little bit at a time. You know, you ever heard, has anybody, two and a half years ago, you ever heard of a coronavirus? If you're in the medical field, you probably hear it's a cold germ. And coronavirus hit. And I saw people run with fear. Christian people in fear. And you hear fear on the news and fear in this. And I didn't have fear about the coronavirus, but things started sneaking in on me. Because we were adding, we started adding on. We changed the screen back here. It wasn't always, if you're new, that screen wasn't like that. For 20 years, it was different. We'll put pictures up one day and show, but, but we've been working uh, on the project and, and I fell into the trap that the whole world falls into. Nobody wants to work, can't get contractors. They can't get anybody work. I find somebody, they don't do good work. So here I am and I'm starting to get negative. And the weight of this project sits on me. And I started to see, man, I've been letting this thing get on top of me and I'm supposed to be on top of it. The joy of the Lord's supposed to be my strength. The peace of God's supposed to be my strength. I'm supposed to walk in victory. Doesn't matter if it doesn't get done, but it's going to get done in Jesus' name. But I'm not going to be under the pressure of it anymore. Because I'm supposed to cast out all that hindrance, all that pressure, and I'm supposed to walk in the love of God. And the life of God and the power of God. You know, during the past two and a half years, it weighed on me that I couldn't go to the hospital to see people. We have people I believe died because they couldn't, nobody could go see them. They got depressed and just gave up. Man, and I saw it all over the nation too. Friends back in Louisiana, people that I know in Tennessee. And the weight of these things will sneak in. And that is the enemy's plan is to get our eyes off Jesus and see that everything's impossible. But I'm reminding you and myself that all things are possible with God. Nothing is impossible with Him. And we are going to overcome, and we're more than a conqueror. And I'm tired of maintaining as a church. And we have maintained. We have done well. But it's time to grow. It's time to break the mold. It's time for you to break the mold off of your life. It's time for you to break off these things and start seeing with the eyes of Jesus. We have got to see the impossible, that it's possible. 
Look at the, Cody quoted it, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. How about the same spirit that raised, that had Peter walk on the water dwells in you? You know, well, he sank though, Pastor. Yeah, but it's better to be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. You may get out there and you go, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do this. And you may go bloop, 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 bloop. But that's all right. It's failure's not no final. You're going back up and you're going to start over. You're going to start over. You know, I've been on the free throw line where I made it and won a game. And I've been on there where I missed it and lost the game. But you know what? There's another game next week. We have got to know that we're overcomers and that God is, it's not final. It's not final. Failure's not final. And success is not final. We want to go to the next level. It's time to quit making $5,000 a week and start making $25,000 a week. Huh? Well, I would be a success if I was making $5,000 a week. Don't stop there. You know what? God healed me one time. Uh, uh, my shoulder and my knee. Well, don't stop there. He wants to take care of everything. There is a supernatural impartation from God to do things financially, physically. Uh, how about spiritually? Anything you need. God wants to do it. But we got to quit looking in the natural, in the natural, in the natural, and look with the eyes of, of the Spirit. Did you know that David looked and saw Goliath, and everybody else saw Goliath, everybody in the world, that's the world system, oh, he's too big. He's been, he's been that. David saw Goliath said, he doesn't know God. He doesn't stand a chance. Shut up, you punk. That's what his brother said. <laughs> the king said, come on, let me give you my armor. He goes, I haven't tested that. Well, you, Goliath, look, look at him. He's been training to be a warrior since his youth. What have you done? I killed a lion and a bear. He doesn't know God. He doesn't know my God. We're not talking about fighting people. We're talking about fighting the devil. The devil don't have a chance against you. Put him in his place. David put Goliath in his place. You have no covenant. You don't know God. You're nothing. Man. So my question is, if you're going to see with the eyes of Jesus, how do you see yourself? Can you throw your shoulders back and say, I'm more than a conqueror because God lives in me? Can you say, I have the wisdom of Christ, that I have the mind? Let's just go to number three. Let's talk about the mind of Christ. You know, you can go, you can go to Louisiana and ask any wino and ask him if anything's too hard, too hard for God, and they'll, they'll tell you nothing too hard for God, but they don't have God working in their life. They probably could preach to you, too. I've met some of them. Try to witness to them. They take over the conversation. And like you want to punch them then because you know it ain't God. It's a spirit on them. They drunk. But they know that God can do anything. Do you believe God can do anything? Okay. But can you believe that God can do anything for you? If he wants to and he will. Listen to me. It's not my faith you need. It's God's faith. And it's not the journey that I've been on. I have proven this journey. I want you to stand on my shoulders and go even further. 
I'm not one of those preachers like, you know, you don't need a better house than me. and You don't need to make too much money. No, you need to make all the money you can because you, you you're, you're to supply the kingdom of God. And I, I pray for you to be a success. I pray for you to be an overcomer. You don't quit a job because you're aggravated and don't like the boss. You, you quit a job when God tells you to quit a job. And he'll tell you. He's told me. It's time to move on. Well, I'm not supposed to have something before I move on. Not this time. I'm like, oh, Lord. And my wife and I got in agreement. And I quit the job. And it took a little while. You know what? Between believing and receiving, it can take a little while. You can sweat bullets, cry tears. But you know what? I called her one day, and I'm going back. I called her on a pay phone. Some of y'all don't know. They used to have phones on the side of the road, and you put a quarter in there, and you make a phone call. And she said, have you found anything? It had been about a month. And I said, nope. And she began to cry, and I began to cry. And I said, nope, here's my declaration. This is what came out of my spirit, not out of my head, out of my spirit. You know what? If, if we miss God, if I miss God, God is still big enough to help me out of this situation and get me a better job than I had. God is still God, and He still loves me. You know, if your toddler, child, grandchild trips and falls and skins their knee, I saw one coming out of Walmart yesterday. And mama said, come on, come on, you got to, come on. God's going, come on, come on. I haven't forsaken you. Even when you miss it, he goes, that's all right, come on. Come on, we'll get you back on the path. Come on, let's start it right. Number three, number three. Let me say this for number three. The devil can't stop you from getting saved. He can't stop you from getting saved. But you know what he does after that? He wants to keep you from living for, from living for the king. He wants to stop you. So number three, are you seeking the natural or the spiritual? It's up there. What are you seeking? Where are you living? Are you going, are you still? You see, once you get saved, you're, you become a part of the kingdom of God. But we revert back to what we know, and that's the natural. This is the way I was, well, this is McClary, this is the way we was raised. This is the way we act. You mean you step up, we're going to step, we, you know, you get froggy jump, we're going to punch you. That's not in the Bible. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I got you covered. But they don't, but we revert back to our, our, our natural nature, how we were raised, whether we raised in, in this or that, poverty, lack, whatever. And we see through those eyes. You got to take those eyes, take those eyes out. Let me explain what I'm talking about. Let's get in. John 6, 5. I'm sorry, wrong one. 1 Corinthians 2, 6. A lot, a lot, a lot. It's time to start thinking like God. But listen to all this. It's a lot to read. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Yet not the wisdom of this age. Not, 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 not what's going on. Nor are the rulers of this age, our president and what they're saying, who are coming to nothing. Guess what? Our government will come to nothing in one day. Because Jesus is coming back. And he's going to be the king. But their government, Roman government came to nothing. Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for 
our glory. Now hear me, it's, it's a mystery, but we're explaining it today. Verse 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9, but it is written. Y'all ready? Eyes not seen in the world, nor ears ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love him? Then open your eyes because there's a whole lot more he wants you to have. Wow. He wants your children saved, your grandchildren saved. He wants you blessed. He wants you well. He wants you whole. Man, he's not a God who puts you down and keeps you down. That's not God. That's the devil. I like what Jericho said about three weeks ago. You went back and preached to recognize good is God, God is good and the devil bad. That's how easy it is. And if bad things are happening, it's the devil. I, I, I'm going to bring a... He's a plucked chicken. Anybody ever seen a chicken pluck? Huh? I'm going to put one up on the screen. He has no authority. He has no... All he has is words and negativity. And the ears of governments. He goes after the government. If he can affect the government, it trickles down to everybody that's in that government. I don't care which government. Our government. Look at Russia, Ukraine, what's going on. The devil, and he'll, he'll whisper lies to you. You're no good. Are you sure you're a child of God? I said, you chewed that lady out at Walmart because she got your buggy. I don't even think you're saved. He's a liar. You're a child of God whether you took that woman's buggy or not. You need to repent, but you're still a child of God. That doesn't take you out of the family. I used to tell my kids, you may do something stupid and go to jail, but you're still my kids. I may come see you about six weeks or so, but I'm going to let you sweat it out. But hear me, you're still my kids. I love you, and God loves you no matter how stupid or what you've done. He loves us. He is love. For, but how about for those who love him? In verse 10, but God has revealed these things to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Come on, it's the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. It's the same Spirit that made Peter walk on the water. It's the same Spirit that had David kill Goliath. It's the same Spirit that rested on Samson where he took the gates of the city. Caught foxes. Anybody ever caught a fox? No. The same Spirit that gives you wisdom and understanding and how to live this life and how to go, okay, Lord, I need peace. And he'll give you peace. He'll help you through. So verse 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit uh, who is from God. So if the Spirit of God knows everything and He lives on the inside of you, what is it that you can't do? When you tap into that Spirit, He knows algebra. I wish I knew that then. I got geometry, but I just didn't get algebra. But He knows algebra. He knows how to fix that motor that you've been struggling with. He knows how to, 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 to avoid things, trouble. We're going to grandma's house. 
When I was a kid, we were all meeting up at grandma's house. We, I was excited. The family's coming in. And one of them called and said, the Lord said, we can't come. We don't know what it is, but we just, don't, we just mm, can't come. Grandma cried. Well, it, those tears are a whole lot better than tears that they were all killed in a car wreck. Huh? If we listen, we can avoid some things. If we, if we listen, we can go and minister some things. You ever had an unction? You know, I need to call so-and-so. That's the Spirit of God telling you. The devil ain't going to tell you to call them. The Spirit of God tells you to call them, encourage them, speak to them. Pray for them. So, let me read 12 again. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know these things have been freely given to us by God. Woo! These things we also speak, not in words which are man's wisdom, uh, not which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness, foolishness to him, for he cannot know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now let's talk real quick, real quick. Your three parts. You have a soul or a mind, and you have a body. It's what you're looking at right here. You clap your hands at your body, but you have a spirit. The Bible says the belly of a man's a candle of the Lord, so it's in here. You have an intuition. You have a, a gut feeling. You have a, mm, a knowing that, man, if something's just not right. Or, you know, if you're praying, uh, you follow peace. Well, should I take that job? Well, set everything aside and just sit down and, and ask the Holy Spirit. And try not to think about the job, but think about the peace of God. Are you, mm-mm, no. You know, like taking a bath with your clothes on just ain't right. See, you have the Spirit of God that will guide you and lead you, and God will even speak to you. A still, small voice. You know who his voice sounds like? Yours. That's why you have a hard time discerning. God speaks. And so we need to get to that place to discern spiritual things. It's foolishness to pray for another job. Well, you got to go out and look in the paper. You got to go out. You need to go get in, go and go and do this and do that. Well, you know what? You'd, you'd be led to do those things. But first you start praying, God, guide my direction, guide my steps. Lead me uh, and, and the direction that you want me to go. Verse 15, but he who is spiritual judges all things, for he himself is rightly judged by no one. And listen, verse 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may be instructed or that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Now, now man, I want to go deeper. So listen to me, listen to me. What's, what's attached to your natural mind, our natural mind? Y'all smell that? Smells like fried chicken. Now, I'm, I don't smell fried chicken, but you hear me? You can smell things, you know, ooh, because y'all hungry. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do y'all hear that? Or a truck goes by. That's your natural hearing. Do you see? I see you. Can you see me? That's your natural seeing. And it's attached to your mind. And I can say, there's Tim right over there. Hey, Tim. And there's another Tim right there. That's, that's my natural mind 
It's attached to my mind, my, uh, my senses, five senses, smell, taste, touch, I see, whatever. But wait a minute, when you get the mind of Christ, when you start relying on the mind of Christ, you start seeing with the eyes of Jesus. Not do I just see Tim, I see Tim, I need to pray for him. I need to minister, I need to give him some money. I, I need to do something for him. Did y'all hear it? No. Lord, I heard you. See, see, I'm sitting over here in worship, and the Lord said, tell them, pray for all the kids. Failure's not final. Hallelujah. That ought to make you put your tennis shoes on and run, because I, you know what? I've had some failures, but it's not final. So I want the mind of Christ. I start hearing, God, you got this, you got this. I start smelling the way God smells. Whatever that is, huh? I've been where I smelt God before. I have. Another story. I'm running out of time. But hear me. You smell, you see, and then so worldly people are even people who just teach that you got to repent, 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 and they don't teach this life, the faith life, the God life, the kingdom life. And they say, well, y'all just emotional. No, no, the Spirit of God comes on you it affects your emotions, your natural emotions and your spiritual emotions. You can do a little dance even when you can't dance. And God will have you see things that nobody else can see. Or God will have you see things and He'll confirm what you see. And God will have you hear things, smell things, taste things. You'll see things in the Spirit. And it's scary because it's not from your flesh. And you're used to operating in your flesh. You're used to doing, wait a minute, I don't want to go with that supernatural stuff, Pastor. That's just a little bit scary. That's because you've been living in your flesh your whole life, and it takes faith to live by faith. It takes courage to live by faith. And you need to have faith to trust God to, when He says. See, if you can't trust God in the little things, how are you going to trust Him in the big things? Like, we have got to measure our faith, people. Can you believe God to heal a headache? I mean, you start off, take the Advil in the name of Jesus. And then when the headache comes next time, we're going to the name of Jesus right off. And then after you get a, a headache, now we're going to pray, well, you know what? Something worse is going to, I'm going to stand on the Word of God. And if I have to take medicine, I'll take it. But I'm going to stand on the Word of God. What happens is people get cancer and they can't even believe God to heal a headache or a runny nose. They haven't developed to that. You can't swim. Don't get in the water till you learn how to swim. My grandmother taught me I never learned how to swim until I was 13. No, you need to be getting in the water right now, learning how to believe God and to live by faith. The Bible says believers can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. That you, that's a gift of the Spirit that can operate in you for miracles. Ooh, you, put, you crazy. Yep, I'm crazy for God. I got the mind of Christ. Jesus cast out devils. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus raised the dead. Jesus delivered people from all kinds of things. And he's called you to do it. Well, that was for the apostles. No, that was for you, believers. We'll talk about that some more. But hear me. We're going to finish with this. I know we ran out. Romans 12:1, and this is your goal. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. To get a hold of this flesh. 
You can't, you can't get ahead financially if you buy candy and spend all your money on junk all the time. You have got to discipline your flesh in finances, discipline your flesh in eating, discipline your flesh with TV, discipline your flesh with driving. Y'all pass me up doing, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm playing, but, it's, but you, you, your undisciplined life will destroy your faith. How can they give you a raise? How can they bless you? How can they give you weeks off? Huh? I made my numbers. They said, go, we're going to pay for you to go on a trip. Really? Hey, hey. God will bless you. Let's, let's keep reading. Our bodies, now, verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The world is calling to your mind. You're not going to make it. Coronavirus is out there. Cancer's out there. You're a failure. You don't have money. And you go, who cares? I've got God. Answer. 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 Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Are you going to renew your mind? You going to change your thinking? Come on, are you going to change your, th start with this, change from hopelessness to hope. From hopelessness to hope. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you can't hope, you're defeated. God has called you to dream and dream big. <clears throat> That's what hope is. That you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God to renew your mind. In the last verse, it says... For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who's among you, not to thank him himself more highly than he ought, but to thank soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Just because you've got great faith, you can't look down your nose at somebody with little faith. And just because you've got uh, strong faith, you can't look down your nose at somebody has weak faith. You be that example. You pull them up. You encourage them. See, you see, if you have to encourage yourself all the time, how are you going to become an encourager? You've got to get to the place where, you know what? God's good. God's got it. God's going to take care of it. Let me pray for you. People need your faith. And you have it. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for your word today. That this is the beginning, Lord God, of life for some who've never heard this. And some, Lord God, be a reminder that your word is alive and living on the inside of us. And Lord God, that you're great and mighty on our behalf. Lord, that you stir us up to be disciplined, to live by faith. For it's the greatest life there is. It's the most exciting life there is. To live by faith, to walk by faith, to see with the eyes of faith. Thank you, Father, for the victory that's in your word. Thank you for overcomers, Lord. To begin this life is you need to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. See, this, is, this sermon today is for people who have accepted Jesus as Lord. But though the narrow is the, is the door, <laughs> man, Jesus is the only way to get into this life. And God wants you to have heaven on earth. You've got to accept him as Lord and Savior. If that's you today and you have not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, will you lift your hand today? Say, pray for me, Pastor Brad. I want to accept Jesus. Come on, just raise your hand up and let me see it. 
All right, I see that hand. Maybe you're here and you got saved a long time ago and you never accept, you haven't really lived for God and you're stirred today. You know what? I, I'm going to start serving Him. I'm going to start following Him. I want to go. I want to go fresh and new with God. If that's you, raise your hand up and put it down. I see your hand. I see your hand. Glory, glory. So let's just recommit everybody today. Y'all ready? Say this with them and help them. Say, Father, I believe that no matter what, you love me. You love me so much that you sent Jesus to die on the cross just for me. Thank you, Father, for the victory through the blood of Jesus. I am forgiven. I am made whole in my spirit, in my mind, and in my body. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.